So I'm like, I had no idea that deer was there. So I'm just going to sit here and look around for, give it 10, 15 minutes and try to see these deer um, because they could just be sitting anywhere and I couldn't see them. So not 10 seconds later, I look over and in between a gap in the logs, I see an ear flick. I'm like, okay. I put my binos up and I'm sure every hunter has ever has seen this before, but you look up and then you just see the sway of antlers moving back yes. and forth. Oh, yeah. Such a yep. beautiful sight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to Hunting Stories, brought to you by Late to the Game Outdoors. Everyone loves a good story, and hunters have some of the best. Our whole mission is to collect and share great stories from hunters just like you to entertain and keep you motivated all year long. So, Pull up a seat around the campfire, because here we go. What's up, everybody? Today on the show, I'm joined by Elias Benton. And uh, Elias reached out to me through email uh, with just kind of a, a quick snapshot of a story and a picture of a, a real solid buck. Uh, and told me it was his, his first ever archery buck uh, in Northern California. Just great young guy, great story, and he was kind enough to hop on the podcast and, and share that story as well as just a little bit of kind of his journey and some lessons learned along the way. We had a great conversation, uh, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. So let's get into it. Here's Elias and his first archery buck. Elias, hey, how you doing, buddy? Good. How about you? I'm just the best. Uh, thanks Sweet. for asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, well, I... I can't believe how like we started talking like this afternoon and here we are Uh uh, laying out a podcast. So thank you for your flexibility and uh, being willing to have me on. Yeah. Thanks for just Mm -hmm. jumping on a a call with some random guy. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I mean, before we dive into the story of your Mm -hmm. first archery buck, which is I've seen the pictures. It's a solid buck. Um, just, (laughs) Just give people a little background. Like, who are you? What's your deal? Yeah, so I grew up in kind of like Northern California. Um, there's like this really small blacktail. Like uh, I've been on a couple of hunts where we would shoot some deer and like you could hold up a peace sign and that's the size of the, the forks that they would have. <laughs> really tiny bucks. So I never really was into like mule deer hunting until probably four or five years ago. Okay. Um but yeah, so I would go on little blacktail hunts with my family all the time. And they're for California, I think it's something like 32,000 tags for one unit that are over the counter. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of deer they must have. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone's out hunting. So the deer are really scarce. So you have to hike either like miles and miles into the backcountry or get lucky and shoot one off the road. Like, otherwise (laughs) it's just pure luck. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think the first real tag was, uh, I don't know if you've heard of X2. It's probably, it's debatable, but it's probably California's best mule deer zone. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I got thrown for that in 2015. Um, With zero points, it probably takes six points normally to draw, but we just went random draw. There were six <laughs> of us in our party and all of us got tags. And wow. Yeah, we were like blown away with how 
how we got that. But, um, and you had, you had already been hunting a little bit by that. Like, cause you, you grew up hunting, right? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Since I've been going on hunts since I was probably seven or eight, probably. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. So I grew up with it for sure. Um, just basically learned everything from my dad. Awesome. Yeah. But that was, yeah. So basically once I went on that first mule deer hunt, I knew I was never going to turn back. Um, so like every year I could go, I was dying to go again. <laughs> so black tails were dead to you the second yep. you went on a mule deer. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm, I'm partial to muleys yeah. myself. They're just, mm-hmm. they're awesome. Yep. Man. Okay. Yeah. So that, so that tag started your mule deer mm-hmm. journey. Yep. Uh, and then you, you harvested a couple with your, but with a rifle, I, over the years, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, 2015, uh, on that first mule deer hunt, I had just bought my own rifle, just a, it was like a $400, out six Savage. So it's like a solid gun, but it's nothing crazy. Yeah. No, that's, that'll get the job yeah. done. Yep. Um, so, uh, that was the first year on that hunt I shot a, uh, Forky and, but that was kind of painful because earlier on in the hunt, I had missed probably my my scope was off. It ended up falling off a little bit later, like just falling (laughs) off the gun. So I don't know what we did with that mountain job, but yeah, it was not good. Oh man. Yeah. That's a problem. I've, yeah. I, I think many hunters have a, a story from early on where there is a yep. scope rifle, some sort of major problem that my first buck ever was a disaster of that leads back to the scope. So I, I feel your pain yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I ended up shooting a forky, but I probably missed, uh, he was probably had been pushing 160, 165, maybe just a That's... really nice four by four. And oh, I was, man. Yeah. That that is painful. I'm sure yep. you uh, you uh, still see that buck when you close your eyes, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah, yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's all right. I mean, sure. first buck yeah. is a forky. That's that's kind of how it's supposed to work, really. Yeah, yeah. And he's a respectable forky. Yeah, um, but but yeah, yeah. Um, all right, nice. So yeah. so that got that that got you. So first first mule deer hunt, you do tag out. Uh, yeah even though your, your scope falls off your gun and you missed Mm -hmm. a really nice buck. (laughs) Um, and then like, there's obviously a couple more hunts, some more success. Uh, but what, what made you make the turn to, you know what? I want to chase these things with my bow now. Um, I basically just been watching, uh, YouTube videos. Like (laughs) that'll do it. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Just watching countless YouTube videos of archery hunters. Uh, I follow Cam Haynes. So who doesn't? Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> the <laughs> guy's he, a legend. Yep. He was pretty much, like, the biggest influence on bow hunting for me. Um, I saw his, I think it was a Bull of a Lifetime, his title on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And that was, I've seen that one. <laughs> that, yeah. That was probably the time when I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. Awesome. Yeah. Man, so did anyone in your family bow hunt as well, or did you just start? Like, Hey dad, I'm buying a bow and I want to do this. Uh, so my brother, my older brother, uh, had bought a bow and I think he went on a hunt or two with his, um, 
so he actually ended up letting me use his bow for all the hunts that i've gone on now oh man generous guy oh yeah for sure i was yeah i was pretty i couldn't afford it like i couldn't afford a bow so he was like yeah just use mine and it ended up working out i was like sweet (laughs) yeah dude okay so borrowed bow in hand (laughs) you you decide (laughs) to head out uh and you went you went did you go back to the same area in california or a different unit in california um it was a different unit more towards the nevada side so um yeah it's more towards like upper northern uh nevada and california on the okay board. so yeah um, nice okay so you mm-hmm. went you went that first year of archery hunting and i mean tell me a little bit about what happened yeah so um the zone was a or the zone is fairly well known but the spot that we had found was like we there's nobody there that's the Uh, dream yep (laughs) and it wasn't even that far off the road just a couple miles in and we had been just camped in there took all our gear in there um Oh, not nice. so like full backcountry yeah, style. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love that. Yep, awesome. So, yeah, yeah that that was a that was a first for me too with that that kind of style of hunting. So, oh, dude, that you got just throw yeah, yeah. throwing all the yeah. firsts into one hunt. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we had multiple stocks on the opening day. Um, just couldn't quite get close enough. Um, but right away we were seeing some really nice bucks. Um, and yeah, so there was multiple stocks on that hunt where I got fairly close. Um, I ended up only shooting once that trip, but once is more than a lot of people get. That's not bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that was like the first deer I ever, I'd ever even stalked. So Oh um, yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it was, everything else I was, was rifle shaking, hunt. buck fever. Everything is yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, but you got into yeah. bow range on your first hunt. Yeah, yeah, so that it was like awesome. I had a lot of good teachers with me that that trip. My brother-in-law is like an avid hunter, and he knows like anything you can know about hunting. So that was really nice to have him right there, just ranging for me, giving me all kinds of tips and pointers. Ended up still wow. missing, but. that's that's all right how yeah how how far was that shot how close did you get we were kind of like walking down a trail um and i look up and he's 52 yards away just a nice four by four just just ran into him yeah yep he's standing right there another little bit smaller buck so i crouch down point him out my brother-in-law is ranging him he's like 52 and I put the 50 pin uh, right on his chest. He's facing right toward me. Um, okay. Put the 50 pin right on his chest and I was shaking buck fever. So I just jerked the shot and it just, you know, I don't know where the arrow went. It went either underneath him or off to the side. And <laughs> clean miss and he's yep. gone. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, like, well, I mean, yeah, yeah that was, if, if, if you're going to miss, <laughs> you want it to be a, oh, yeah, a full miss. clean miss. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it still yep. hurts, but not as bad. Yeah. Man. Okay. So, so yeah, first right. hunt, close call, uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, I mean, first backcountry, first bow hunt. Uh, but I mean, obviously you went back. So, uh, so it hooked you in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's that bow hunting is every bit as cool as Cam Haynes makes it sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. then that leads to well, next year. Did you go back to the same area? Yeah. So it normally takes about two points to draw an archery tag. Okay. So, um, I've used all my points the year before and luckily my buddy had, uh, a couple of points so we ended up putting as a party so i had some points again and oh, ended sweet. up getting drawn again yeah awesome and then my brother ended up drawing so there was three of us going in there oh man three. did he have a different bow or were you guys just sharing a bow or <laughs> how'd you do that yeah he ended up buying his own bow yeah oh, okay so just mm-hmm. basically letting you have his old one and the uh, yeah <laughs> that's what a convenient excuse for him to, mm-hmm. to buy a new bow yeah definitely <laughs> awesome yeah nice okay so this is so you get into like back-to-back years mm-hmm. same tag uh and this is where it all happens right that's that's the official story we're here to talk about yeah yep love it all right yeah. well then allow me to just the the stage is set tell us what happened all right yeah so we hiking all of our gear on the night before so they uh day before opening day um let's get in there get camp set up and you know the the day before hunting like jitters there's like excited you can't sleep anything like that and oh yeah so we're all jacked up trying to figure out our plan for the next morning um i had since i already i had already known the area me and my brother just kind of were like Okay, we'll split up. I'll stay with my buddy because he doesn't know the area at all. So my brother goes off uh, to a spot in opening morning, and then me and my buddy go out. And we kind of just set up along a deer trail. We had seen deer walking on it before. Um, So we just set up there. We see a couple of does, like a really small forky, uh, so no shooters. So we're kind of like, okay, we know there's deer in here. We're just going to kind of go look around. Uh, we, so we hike up a little bit higher, just to try to get a good vantage point and do some blasting. And probably about 8.30 or so, we spot some really nice bucks. They're probably 700 yards away. Okay. Yeah. So um, we're kind of just like trying to make a plan if we go after them right now or wait till they try to bed down and go after them in the evening. Um, and then right at that time, my brother calls me on the radio and he's like, Hey, I got a bear down here. Um, oh, sweet. So I'm the only one with a bear tag. So I'm like, okay, we could, you, do you guys want to go stock those deer? Or do you want to go shoot this bear? And um, we decided to go after the bear. Um, and just well, let those bugs kind of chill. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so we kind of start making our way down to a point uh, to try to find this bear. And we ended up jumping some bucks and got some stocks on them, but it ended up not happening. Yeah. Uh, we ended up not finding the bear, which kind of sucked, but oh it's whatever yeah those those suckers they're good at disappearing when they want to (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's some really big bears up in that area i mean some of the biggest bears i've ever seen 
that I keep hearing that California is yeah. like n- people don't think of it much for bear hunting, but there's some good bear hunting to be had. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh man. Sorry. That's a t- you, you, you got me all distracted oh, no. with yeah, bears. I love bears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no. So, okay. So bear disappears. Uh, yep. you're back focused on deer <laughs> continue. <laughs> yeah. So that was basically it. I mean, it was probably 11 o'clock by then it was starting to get hot, like in that area it'll be like high thirties, low forties at night and in the mornings. So you're all layered up and then it'll be mid eighties in the afternoon. So you have to go down to like t-shirts and your lightest stuff, but you have to carry around all of your, your layers in case it gets cold again. Yes. That that sounds a lot like uh, a lot of the Arizona spots I hunt. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, The wild (laughs) swings and the, the middle of the day can be brutal for sure. Yeah. So we were, it's, it's getting really hot. So we know the deer aren't going to be out too much. So we kind of just make our way back to camp, did some lunch, uh, some water and stuff. So we get back to camp, get some food. And right by our camp, we spot a couple of does, like 100 yards from our camp. And there's a little tiny three by two. And I'm like, I really want to shoot that deer. It'd be a first archery buck. And he's just right off the road. So I kind of just... <laughs> sneak up the road a little bit and I'm at 50 yards, put my pen on him and shoot sail right over his back. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's kind of, he kind of runs down a little bit. I sneak up the trail a little bit, get another shot, shoot it right over his back. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of getting frustrated. Don't know if my bow's off for some reason. Um, he runs down below me. And I never really shot too much at angles and it's a pretty steep slope. So I didn't really know what I was doing, put it right on him and it goes right underneath him and it just sinks into a stump and he takes off and I I never see him again. (laughs) So like part of me is like, well, that would have been my first buck, but I know there's way bigger bucks in here. Um, So I was kind of sad, but it was all right. Yeah. Kind of. (laughs) almost bitter, part of you bitter. is relieved like yeah man i get yeah. to keep chasing some of these big mm-hmm. guys and thinking about it now i'm glad i missed it but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah in hindsight for sure yeah so yeah i mean we'd have little tiny bucks walking by our camp quite frequently actually we ended up just not going after them just because we had plenty of time to hunt and we didn't want to end up wasting our hunts on them uh, but yeah, that was pretty yeah. much it for the opening morning. And so the deer aren't really moving at all during the, till probably three o'clock or so. Okay. So you just kind of hang out at camp for a while. Um, and then right on three thirty four, we start uh, heading back out to our glassing spots. And I spot another buck, a really, really nice four by four. Um, one of the biggest bucks we had seen in there and he's with the group with they're like really funky bucks um it's like a really really narrow super tall three by three and then a three by four and he probably has just an eight inch six to eight inch kicker this king straight out oh man yeah so it's kind of like a you can shoot the big four or the super unique three by three and yeah yeah, that's so that's a like, tough choice. I... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
so me and my buddy and my brother kind of have a system where it's basically go by stock. So I'd already had my stock earlier on the little buck. So it's their turn to go. So I stayed up and uh, kept eyes on them while they went after that stock. And I'm trying to film it with my camera. I can't, I lose them over the ridge. So it's kind of, kind of some rough footage, but I got a lot of good footage of that buck. And all of a sudden I see them bolting straight down um, and down the canyon and up back towards me. And then I spot my brother and, his, and my buddy kind of working their way towards where they were bedded. So I didn't know if he had gotten a shot off or what. Um, and those deer run right past me at about a hundred yards. So I could have, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a really close call. I could have easily gotten the shot off if I was in the right spot, but yeah, he ended up getting his pins messed up and then he ended up shoot, shooting at the big buck and then missing it. So it's kind of like one of those, like, what do you do kind of scenarios? Like it is what it is. Um, yeah. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, that, was, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. For all of us, because that was probably the biggest buck we'd seen. And so, yeah. That was yeah. Rough. And you think, okay, he's, he's a big, smart buck. He's yep. probably not sitting in the same spot tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, we had been hiking probably over 10 miles a day for the last three days. So we were all kind of dead. So my house in Nevada is actually probably about 45 to an hour from the hunting spot. So we just decided to go back home and just sleep on the sleep on the floor uh, at the house and just crash for a night and then head out the next, uh, the next couple of days. Yeah. That's a little, little recharge yeah. in the middle of the hunt. Yeah. That can be, mm-hmm. that can be the Get smartest thing to do. Good meal and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, after that, we didn't really see too much. Um, we kept going out. Uh, we kind of just, just with all of our pressure in there, we just kind of, I think blew them out a little bit. They're definitely smarter after we've been in there for a couple of days. So yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't see too much. Um, so that, so by the time I actually went on the hunt that I shot my buck, it had probably been day eight, probably eight or nine of actually hunting up in there. Okay. Putting so some work been, in. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's fairly steep stuff. Um, like it's a lot of just like straight down, straight up long canyons, big bowls, um, so it's kind of gnarly country, but I don't know. I'd rather hunt that than just flat stuff. It's, I think it's more fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like yeah. the challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get up, head out there. Uh, I have a little, like a dirt bike. So I take it up the trail a little ways, park it. So I can get up to my spot. First light. I, get up onto my spot. I'm trying to glass all the places that we've been seeing deer, uh, not really seeing anything. And then just kind of work some ridges and try to spot some stuff. And, and then eventually spotted some does. So I was like, okay, there's a couple of does, a buck might turn up. Um, so I'm just kind of seeing what's happening, glassing some other areas. And then I look down and there's just like a, 
like a nice three by three. He's not giant, but he's a, definitely a shooter for, for Star Trek buck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was shooting anything at that point. I was like, this is day eight. I'll shoot a little forky if that, if that means I get my back. Yeah. That was it. The, yeah. the tag says any antler deer, I will yep. take any antler deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to see where he goes and uh, just see what happens. So eventually another buck comes up, they join with the, the does. And it's kind of weird because normally they don't start rutting till a couple of months later. And they're not really rutting, but they're definitely with the does. Like we've seen multiple groups and this is like late summer. So yeah. I don't know why, why they were doing that, but. Yeah, that's, yeah. They're usually yeah. still kind of like, like bachelored up and everything. Yeah, for sure. Weird. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't complaining because more than I could just find some does and then be bucks. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, easier to spot. Um, but yeah, so they kind of drop over a ridge and I, I don't see them anymore. I lose them. I know they're not going to go far. They didn't see me and they're not really spooked. So I'm like, okay, I'll just wait a little bit um, and then try to make a play. So after I lose sight of them, I see a really nice cinnamon colored bear across the ridge and the same little bull, but um, just across on the other side. So I wasn't sure where the deer went, but I was like, I have a bear tag in my pocket. I might as well go for a stock and then see if I, <laughs> see if I find the deer on the way. So kind of start slowly making my way down, uh, drop my pack, hold my gear, except my bow, uh, take off my boots. So I'm just in socks and just kind of start making my way trying to look for the deer and, and the bear at the same time probably wasn't the best plan but uh <laughs> yeah it ended up working out that's definitely a, a learning point for me to like to pick one and stay focused on <laughs> <laughs> yeah not try to multitask on a deer hunt well you know um, it's uh, i i would have a hard time if a cinnamon bear came mm -hmm. walking out <laughs> like well yeah. now i'm real distracted by this guy <laughs> mm -hmm, for sure so i'm just kind of slowly walking through um and this doe jumps up probably 30 yards from me and takes off so it like scares the living daylights out of me i'm all <laughs> like when focused. They do that. <laughs> yeah so i'm like i had no idea that deer was there so i'm just gonna sit here and look around for give it 10 15 minutes and try to see these deer um because they could just be sitting anywhere and i couldn't see them that's real smart yeah, I was like, let's try that. So not 10 seconds later, I look over and in between a gap in the logs, I see an ear flick. I'm like, okay, I put my binos up and I'm sure every hunter has ever has seen this before, but you look up and then you just see the sway of antlers moving back yes. and forth. Oh, yeah. Such a yep. beautiful sight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are you a new hunter or even a guy with some miles under his boots who's still just trying to figure it out? I get it. I've been there. I'm an adult onset hunter who spent the last 15 years learning how to hunt. And so I wrote the book, How to Hunt, A Total Beginner's Guide to Hunting Big Game, as the resource I wish existed all those years ago when I first started. 
Whether you're planning to chase elk with your bow in the west or you're hunting whitetails back east, this book will take you from knowing absolutely nothing to your first harvest. It's packed with hunting stories and plenty of those times where I royally screwed up so you can learn from my mistakes and feel better that you're not the only one. You'll leave with a sound strategy for hunting big game and have plenty of laughs along the way. Grab a copy today at latetothegameoutdoors.com slash howtohuntbook. And they are bedded in the perfect spot for stock. Um because it was like a fallen over tree with like a Y in the middle of it. So okay. they were completely behind the log, the trunk. And so they couldn't see me while I made my stock in on them. So I get up to eventually 35 yards after about a 45 minute stock to go about 20 yards. <laughs> yeah. But you, um, you're already, like, you've already dropped your pack and you're in your socks that like you're already ready yeah. to stock. Uh, yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. So it was like a, one of those one step per minute kind of things. Yep. <laughs> wait um, for, wait for some wind and then take a step. Yep. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I make my way, I get to 35 yards and I'm not real happy with the shot. There's a couple of little, little, little bushes in a way that could affect my arrow. So I'm like, these do not see me. I'm going to have an arrow knocked. I'm going to be ready to draw. And if they stand up, I'll have a shot because I'm only at 35 yards. So I'll try to get to 25. So I get to 25 and they have no idea I'm there. I have perfect wind and I get down on one knee and I'm just waiting for them to stand up. And the problem with that was it, they had no idea I was there. So I ended up sitting there for about half an hour at 25 yards with no shot. Oh, that's so, so like, intense yeah i was like all tense and my legs were falling asleep my arms were falling asleep so i'm like trying to adjust my body a little bit kind of keep the blood flowing and eventually i do that and the bigger of the buck stands up and in the y i see his body so i draw uh check my breathing settle in and as he starts to walk, I shoot. And I, I have no idea where this arrow went, but it either went right over his back or in front of him. And they jump up, take off, and stop about 95 yards away. And the bigger one stops, and the other buck takes off up the hill. So I'm kind of wondering if I had hit him or if he was just trying to check me out, see what it was that had yeah. like messed with him. Um, so I kind of sneak up a little bit. I'm 80 yards away, range him. And I, so my pins are uh, 30, 40, 50, 60, and 70. So it's a five pin. Yeah. So I put my 70 pin, hold it a little bit above his back, and he's quartering away from me. So I'm like, I'm not going to take an 80 yard shot on a deer that's quartering away from me. <laughs> so, um, like I didn't want to shoot this deer in the butt and then have him run for miles and miles and have to chase him down. Yeah. So I stopped the draw, look through him through the rangefinder, And eventually he turns broadside 
just kind of staring at me and seeing, trying to figure out what I am. Draw, put my 70 pin right above his back and just slowly squeeze the release. And it felt like 10 minutes went by as that arrow flew. Like it was just completely <laughs> quiet. And then just a huge smack and his back legs kicked up and he took off running down the hill. So I was like, okay, I feel like that was a good shot. Sounded good. How he reacted was good. And so I was just shaking. I was like, just shaking. Uh, that was like, like all of the last past eight hunts to build up finally was just kind of getting released at that moment. And yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of watch him. He runs straight down the hill, blows out a whole bunch of does and he stops and spins around and I see him go down. And I mean, the whole thing probably was over in 10 seconds. So it was like, you watched him like he fell within sight. Yeah. Yep. It was a (laughs) pretty open spot. So I was like, yeah, I was glad I made a good shot. Glad he went down fast and I knew exactly where he was. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to give him some time. Uh, so I hike back up, grab my pack and hike up to where I have service and call, call everybody and tell them <laughs> that I shot, finally shot my buck. Um, yeah. So my sister and, uh, her husband, uh, say they're going to go grab the quad uh, bring it back up so they can get it to at least an accessible point so we don't have to pack this deer out multiple miles. Um, so that was really nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, cause you had, you, you rode a dirt bike, like you rode a dirt yeah. bike part of the way in there that, yeah. uh, I don't know how you, uh, haul a mule deer on a dirt bike. <laughs> I know I was not about to try that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually another first for me was, skinning a whole mule deer by myself oh, i've never done it before so i had helped a lot of times i knew exactly how to do it i've done smaller things like rabbits and stuff so i, I knew how to do it but i ne- never done it actually by myself um didn't do didn't do a horrible job definitely wasn't <laughs> extremely pretty but but it got i got the job done i uh, guess yeah. that's all that matters <laughs> yeah meat in the freezer that's, that's yep. what you're there for mm-hmm. So ended up just getting it all quartered up, got the back straps, tenderloins, all that. And, and I ended up getting it all packed up to the quad and um, meet my sister and brother-in-law. And uh, I, had found a, I had found a little shed. So like, let's just give it 10 minutes. We're in the shade. The meat's not going to do anything. So let's just go down here and look for some sheds. And in this little area, we probably found, I think it was like 17 sheds, just in a little, maybe a, like a 500 yard square. And there were sheds everywhere. So we knew that that's, that's, that was their spot. Yeah. And one of the, actually the coolest sheds was, it was a little forky shed. um, And I picked it up and I noticed there's blood on it. And so after I'd shot that deer, he had run down the hill, run over the shed and had splattered blood all over it. (laughs) So I had this shed. Yeah. 
it was super cool and i was like that's really interesting i've never seen that before so yeah. i have this little shed and it's just covered in the blood from my deer and i thought yeah it was super cool oh man yeah that's amazing that's a such a cool moment <laughs> aside yeah. from the all the meat and the rack you just yeah. shot this, uh -huh. this like extra yeah. memento <laughs> yeah dude so yeah so that man so then so you found all these sheds you found that shed mm -hmm. they brought the quad so bucks all quartered up like pretty easy i, I guess you'd call it a pack out or a, a quad out or yeah. whatever <laughs> like, yeah uh, we only had to pack it out a couple hundred yards so it was oh, nice man and so this was was this one of the bucks that you had seen earlier or this was just totally different pair of bucks that you happened upon um we had seen this buck with uh with a really big group um it was probably like a group of 25 deer okay um, and we had ended up seeing him and then that was, that was this was a different day but i had seen him before okay but this wasn't like on that exact day you lost you lost no. sight of those couple of bucks then you were kind of on your way towards the bear and then you just stumbled into this other buck oh okay yeah so this buck was the was the original buck that I saw that morning. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Oh, they were just because you had lost sight of them. You didn't realize they were there until you busted out that one doe. Yeah, exactly. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. Now I'm tracking, dude. And that so just to I mean you know this, but I'm just like wrapping my head around this. Something goes wrong. You miss at 25, mm -hmm. and then you pin stack him at 80 and just <laughs> drill a perfect shot. Yeah yeah that's so, that's so amazing <laughs> i know i had shot before at 80 so i was relatively comfortable i knew where to hold on him but yeah, yeah i was like yeah that was a like i don't know if i would have made, made that shot again just so Dude, even just that... a slight little bit of a breeze would have changed that course oh yeah well and i mean good for you like the control of drawing the first time at 80 and like, ah, he's quartering away. This isn't a great shot. And like letting down, like you're, you're willing to let that buck walk rather than make a, yeah. a stupid shot. But then yep. he, you know, kind of presented you that perfect broadside and, you know, keeping your wits about you to, to make the perfect shot. That's, oh, dude, what a cool story. Ah, that's such a great story. I'm usually not uh, rendered, uh, speechless and I'm falling all over my words. Cause I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm like imagining the sit, the situation from your perspective and just how cool that is. Yeah. Wow, dude. Okay. That's, I mean, killer story. Uh, and we've kind of, as you've told it, like we've pulled mm -hmm. a few nuggets and learnings and, and that sort of stuff to things that could help the, the other archery mule deer hunters out there yeah um but what are like if you could isolate a, a thing or two that maybe between the first year and the second year or uh even lessons learned rifle hunting like what are some of the biggest things that you feel like you learned in that progression that made it possible to stalk to 25 yards which is super impressive by the way <laughs> like uh, a couple, couple lessons that stand out that would that would help somebody else um, I think definitely, um, just getting your practice in, um, okay. I'll do some, like a couple, like a workout or something right before I shoot. So I'm kind of out of breath and kind of adrenaline's pumping a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it kind of not quite, but it kind of replicates that feeling that you get right before you take a shot. 
Um, yeah. I guess the biggest thing for me was I wanted to give up so bad. And I was like, we haven't been seeing deer. I already missed the buck. Like I just kind of was getting discouraged. Like, but I mean, I ended up just like keep pounding out the days and eventually it happened. Yeah. So like, I guess just, it, you don't know what's going to be over that neck, next ridge. Like it yeah, could happen it, this day. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, today was bad, but I could come back mm-hmm. in here tomorrow and <laughs> here's all these bucks. Like, yeah, exactly. You just never uh, know. Yeah. So it's just that grind to keep yep. your spirits up, make yourself get back out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think even your plan, you know, a few days in when you're like, Hey, let's, let's go back home for a night and just get a better oh, night's yeah. sleep, get a good sure. meal, man. I've had some hunts that were saved by just like a mid hunt. Like, Hey, what if we went into town and got a burrito and then came back out here? Like <laughs> even something as simple as like a, a yeah. you know, some carne asada and some coffee and like, okay, the, the world has changed. I feel great now. Let's get back to hunting. Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Cause you get that, you know, few days, especially, you know, few things go wrong. You miss like things like that, man. I don't know what that, that side of our brain is. That's just like, this is dumb. You're never going to do this. You should just go home. Like I, I think most hunters have yeah. that and I'm not really sure where it comes from. Uh, cause as you, you are living proof that if you just stick it out, make <laughs> yeah. yourself get back out there. Uh, even something like you think of the, the actual moment it all happened. Like somebody you could miss at 25 and not have the wherewithal to like oh i'm gonna knock another arrow i'm gonna keep an eye on this guy i'm gonna wait for a good shot like a lot of guys would just start like swearing and throw their bow on the ground and be like oh this this is over now (laughs) yeah um so man just the that sticking with it uh man that's a that's a a valuable lesson and or reminder uh in those times when you're just like, eh, I should yeah. call it a day early. Like I miss my family. I'm hungry and cold. I'm getting out of here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man, dude, Elias, that is, that is a killer story. Those are some good words of wisdom. Uh, where, uh, is there anywhere people can find you, follow you, get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, so I kind of have a little hunting page on Instagram. Love it's, it. Uh, it's called bent, uh, like B N T underscore on underscore hunting nice so bent okay. on hunting yeah sweet yeah no we'll uh we'll put yeah. a i'll put a link in the show notes too people can go find you uh sweet. give you a follow track your uh your future uh archery bucks uh and anything else you kill sounds like you keep running into yeah. bears uh I, yeah. bears have <laughs> overtaken my hunting life for some reason like i'm just mm-hmm. obsessing on them so uh i can't wait for you to you know, f- refine that cinnamon bear and put them down. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Oh I'm dude. Excited. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Elias, we'll, I'll link that and, uh, guys Great. just go give him a follow. He's uh, man, you, you get after it. Like <laughs> you, I'm just, uh, I'm impressed. I, I can't wait to see what else you do. Um, dude, thank, thanks so much for sharing the story and, uh, and to the listeners, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hunting Stories. And if you want to stay up on what we're doing with the podcast or anything else going on with Late to the Game, go ahead and check us out at latetothegameoutdoors.com or give us a follow on Instagram at latetothegameoutdoors. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.